0: Welcome to the first episode of Well, I'm Going to Tell You Anyway. My name is Angelica Noel, and this is a monthly discussion podcast where I'm going to pick a topic and talk about it. You didn't ask my opinion, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Topics I plan to cover on this podcast include LGBT plus and gender related issues and topics, as well as current events. I also plan on implementing an occasional advice podcast here and there where uh, you guys can actually call in your questions and I'll give you the best advice I can. Um, with those that's going to be kind of topic related, like I may have one on sex and I may have one on um, gender fluidity or sexuality or things like that. So as those come out, I'll let you guys know. Um, And my goal is at some point to start featuring uh, content creators. Um, At some point, I've got a couple in mind that I want to reach out to to start working on that as well. Um, So What you need to do also is if you haven't already, you can follow me on Twitter at AngelicaXXNoel where I continue the conversation and post extra content. So that's going to be where I'm going to be posting on there about, hey, I've got an advice podcast coming up or this month we're going to be talking about this or do you guys have anything you want me to talk about? Um, here and there so go ahead and check me out over there follow me on there and turn on notifications so that way you guys are in the loop again that's angelica xx noel so that's angelica a-n-g-e-l-i-c-a-x-x-n-o-e-l okay So for today's episode, we're going to be talking about relationships, more specifically the notion that people that are perpetually in a relationship are somehow lacking in the personal growth department. Um, As you guys know, I am a recent divorcee. I just got divorced in April from my husband of, or now ex-husband of four years and ended amicably. We're still great friends but since being divorced i've been in two relationships Um, one lasted for about a month and the other one i'm in currently uh, with my girlfriend now which really wouldn't i really wouldn't even consider that a new relationship because we dated once before like seven years ago so that's not anything new um but that being said um there seems to be certain people that look at my social accounts and seem to think that they know a lot about me and they think that they know what is best for me and how I work and what's going through my head Um, and more specifically they think that I need to be single in order to find myself. and I have a problem with that um, because while I know that you're coming from a place of good intent, the problem isn't so much that you're saying something to me, it's that you, and by you, I'm, you is an umbrella term, but the thought that I or anyone can only find themselves when being single is kind of ridiculous So basically in you saying that I need to be single in order to find myself, uh, you're basically insinuating and even kind of shaming me um, that since I've been in back-to-back, committed relationships over the past 10 years and then got into a relationship shortly after divorcing, that I have not been able to, quote, find myself. And personally, I think this is just a programmed response. It's something that we've heard many people advise others of, so we kind of repeat it back when the appropriate opportunity presents itself. So what I'd like to do is go ahead and dissect this claim and see if we can find the logic in my personal situation. So the sentiment basically states that we need to spend time without a romantic partner so that we may properly explore ourselves, grow, figure out what we want from life, all that good stuff. But I mean, what's the timing on this? Like, this is my biggest problem with this. Like, what's the timing on it? Because, you know, people evolve and change every single year of their lives. Ask anyone who's, say, 30, how much they've changed from 20 to 30. And they'll probably laugh and tell you that they are a completely different person. And this is usually independent of their relationship status or statuses during that 10 year duration. So whether that person's been married for 10 years, or completely single for 10 years, or has had a new relationship every month for those 10 years, they're still, the answer is still usually the same. I'm not the same person I was when I was 20. Um... I have yet to meet somebody that says that they were the same person they were 10 years ago. So that automatically tells us that growth and development is independent of relationship status. And so then what happens is you often feel the need to be single to find yourself. How often do we feel the need to be single to find ourselves? Are married people incapable of finding themselves, or is it just people that go in and out of relationships that need to be alone every now and then to define themselves? You kind of starting to see the logic, how that's flawed. So I'm 27, and I'm nowhere near the person I was when I was 17, and I'm a serial monogamer. I can say that because I know that. So that change is independent of my relationships. I've been dating since I was. 13 years old and even in high school I would date and it would be you know I would date and then you know that it's high school so that relationship may last a couple months whatever I never had a relationship long last longer than like six months seven months in high school because I was a kid um and then you know, four or five months would go by, and then I'd have another relationship. And uh, so I've been dating now for, let's see, 10, 14 years. Seriously dating for, we'll say, 10 of those 14. And I'm nowhere, clearly I'm not the person I was when I was 13, And I'm definitely not the same person I was when I was 17. Um, So obviously for me, that change is completely independent of my relationship status. So naturally, they seem to think, obviously, that anything, any, any type of change that is needed only comes through being by yourself. Right? And if anything, for me... My change over the last 10 years is independent of my relationships. And if anything, that changes because of my relationships. Um, and a lot of the advice, like I said, is that I, I'm getting was coming from people who had quite a lot of experience being single, most of the time an unhealthy amount of being single. Um, so I naturally think that they seem to think that that's the superior way to achieve growth because that's what works for them. But just for fun let's observe the other side of the coin. Because what if some people are capable of finding themselves on a greater level from being in a relationship? Like, So I just want to insert a little side note here. As humans, we tend to force ourselves to try to fit in this box of what society considers to be normal, um, i.e. societal norms. But just because one path is traveled more often doesn't mean that the other paths are abnormal or wrong. It is definitely possible that all the paths lead to the same place. It's just that different people prefer to grow in different ways. And I don't know why that's so uncomfortable for some people. I guess as humans, we just like to put everyone in a box, and it's just not reality. And as someone with a lot of relationship experience, I can tell you guys that nothing has helped me grow more than my relationships. They, I know that's a radical idea, but hear me out. They've given me this absolutely insane amount of insight into myself, my mind, my desires, my needs, while at the same time helping me master some of life's most valuable tools. Proper communication, the art of selflessness, gaining broader perspective, and lots, and I mean lots of self-assessment paired with reflection and improvement. I was married for four years and learned more about myself in those four years than I have ever learned about myself before, hence why I'm divorced. Um, I meant that as a joke but that's actually legitimate. Um, I learned a lot about myself in those four years and in that learning time I learned that this was not the right person for me, hence why I'm divorced. So You see, I could easily turn the tables and say that you or whoever need to be in more relationships to find yourself or to reach your maximum potential. But really, it's all about personal perspective. There's no right or wrong. You know, some people prefer to be single and want to have all their ducks in a row and think they need to have everything figured out before they get into a relationship. Some people do it the other way around. But again, there's no right and wrong. So I think the ultimate question here is. Have I found myself? The short answer for that is no. (laughs) What I mean by that is I will never find myself because who I am is always changing. Who I was at 17 is not who I am now. If I had said at 17, oh, I found myself, well, then obviously the person I am now is not the same person that I, quote, found at 17. They're completely different people. So I think the better question is, am I in tune to myself as I am currently? And am I working towards improving myself and growing myself? The answer to that question is yes. And the funny thing is, I actually think that I'm a lot more self-aware than the average 27-year-old, but I just want to make something really clear for just a second. And I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Just because I've been in relationships consistently over the past 10 years does not mean that I'm incapable of being happy without one. And to think otherwise is quite frankly, just bullshit. Of course, anyone who's used to doing something in one way for 10 years is going to go for a period of shock when that's taken away from them. And fun fact about me, I'm actually a scary independent person. So even though I've always had a partner, I still spend roughly about 75% of my time alone. I'm constantly studying for vet school, working my full-time job, investing in um, my musical abilities, which does include my 15-year saxophone career. Um, I'm a member of the Birmingham Wind Ensemble, and we rehearse weekly and perform all over during various times of the year. I spend about an hour a day after or before work doing vocal warm-ups so I can improve my range and stamina. Um, I'm exploring new hobbies that may interest me. I watch a ton of documentaries because I absolutely love learning. So I'm constantly trying to expand my mind and my perspective. I read anywhere from two to three books a month, and that includes all genres, including nonfiction. And that's because I love to read. I love expanding my vocabulary and imagination, and I feel like this is the best way for me to do that. And I do all of this usually in tangent with and or in spite of my relationships. So I've never lost perspective on who I am, the passions I have, where I want to go, even whilst being in a relationship. For example, I know that I don't want kids. Um... More specifically, I know that I don't want to have children. Um, I was sexually assaulted back in 2012. And as a result of that assault, I became pregnant. Um, this was a very traumatic experience for me, as you can imagine. And a very traumatic time in my life. And the thought of being pregnant sent me back there. And I thought in spite of it, that I would eventually get over that. Um, But even after being married, that decision for me just kept getting stronger to the point where I was adamant about not physically having children. Um, And if anything, I would adopt, but I can't see myself doing that before the age of 40, if at all. Um, I also know that my alone time is imperative to my sanity. Uh, There are times where I could just hang out or spend time with people, but I choose not to because I would rather stay at home and watch a documentary. And I think that that comes from me being an only child. Even if I'm living with a partner, if I don't get my alone time, you will get on my last good nerve and start to annoy me. And like, I don't want to look at your face. So for the sanity of myself and for your benefit, leave me alone. Like when I want to be left alone, leave me alone. I also know that I am a very type A person, and I have a very hard time letting somebody take care of something for me, Um, and I'll touch base on that a little bit more um, in a minute, but I'd rather do things myself so I know that it's done properly. I don't trust somebody else to do it right. Um, I also didn't have very good communication skills back in the day, and I learned that through my relationships because obviously you need good communication to do that Um, I've learned that I can be really selfish um, and that when push comes to shove when I've had enough I do get selfish um, because I think I put so many people before myself that eventually I just get burned out and you know those are just some things that I've learned about myself because of because of being in a relationship that I truly do feel that I would not know about myself otherwise so basically what I'm trying to say is I'm not a needy bitch okay if anything my partners tend to get frustrated because I often put my own endeavors and personal projects over spending time with them and since you know I'm already kind of ranting I can go ahead and just rant about one more thing I just want to take this opportunity to clear the air about my views on financial independence I have a lot of pride when it comes to my personal financial independence, probably a little too much. Okay. I tend to never let anyone buy me anything. And I mean, no one, partner, family, friends, nobody. I don't even let people do things for me, typically. So no, I do not allow my partner's parents to buy me things. I don't allow my partners to buy me things. My parents don't buy me things. Um, I know that on any good given day, I could call my dad and say, hey, dad, I need help with something. I don't. Because to me, that's not being responsible. I'm an adult. I take care of my own stuff. That's just how I look at it. And that's how I see it. And for me, I that, that has never been in my element in any of my relationships. I have always been a 100% self-sufficient person. I've always supported myself since i living on my own at 22, and I always will. Okay, rant over. But to get back to the point, to the sentiment about you need to be alone to be happy, or you need to be happy being alone. Honestly, that's ridiculous, because no one is happy being completely alone. Being alone kills people, literally. The most comprehensive study of happiness Found that loneliness takes years off of your life and that socializing is the number one force behind longevity. So, what people really mean when they say, quote, you need to be happy alone is that you need to be happy with just the company of friends and family because, well, that's nor- what normal people do and that's how they live. And yes, that may be the more popular way to go about it, but that doesn't mean it's the only way. As humans, we all need to feel a sense of social connection with others in order to be happy this can come in a mix of three forms, family, friends, and romantic partners. And those three relationships usually make up your what I call your social quota. My personal mix is about 20, 30, 50. 20% on family, 30% on friends, and 50% on romantic partners. Now, these percentages fluctuate around the holidays, obviously, but that's an accurate baseline for the year as a whole, which, yes, may not be the most common mix, uh, which is why I think people react so adversely to the way that I choose to divide my time and live my life. But let me go a little bit deeper and explain my reasoning. So, 20% on family. So the only people in my family that I am close to are my parents. That's due largely in part to how I was raised. I never met anyone on my dad's side of the family until I was 19, and that's for personal reasons. For my fa- within my family that I'm not going to discuss here, but. On my dad's side, there are only two people that I talk to consistently, and that's my Aunt Jenny and her daughter, which is my cousin, Constance. Growing up, holidays were always just me, my parents, and my maternal grandmother. That's it. So for me, those three people were my family and the only people that I felt an obligation to. And when Mama died, that number dropped down to two. So now I spend each Friday night with my dad, and my mom and I talk at least three to four times a week. Other than that, I don't feel this huge obligation to spend time or talk to or interact with other people that are related to me. My paternal grandparents live like 25 minutes away from me, and I never see them because I just don't make the time. I know that sounds terrible to me, but that's the truth. I have no desire. I just don't. 30% on friends. So one of my best friends lives 10 minutes away from me. So we talk and hang out usually once a week. And the rest of my friends live out of town. Another one of my best friends lives in my hometown. And we had this thing where every Sunday we would Skype, which we need to start that back up again, but I digress. But she works a lot and so do I. But we text and we call when we can. And then all my other friends live all across the country. So there's texting back and forth to a lot of them, but we never get to see each other. So this percentage is up from the family side, just because there are more people that I try to keep connected with consistently. So there's more time put into it than on my family's end. And so what you're left with in my social quota is romantic partners, which is 50%. Going back to what I said earlier, I have grown so much as a person because of my relationships over the last decade. And as a result, I love pouring myself into one person and getting to know them on an insanely deep level. And there's really nothing that anyone can say to me that's going to make me feel ashamed about doing that and doing what makes me feel happiest. However, on that note, I actually think that there's this misnomer that because investing in other people and relationships makes me happy, that I am unable to be happy without it. And like I said before, for myself, that's not true. You know, I've had it said to me in a really condescending fashion. You've had more relationships than anyone I know. Or, you know, I feel like people who date one person after the other without a break have something wrong with them. Like they're only doing so in order to avoid dealing with their own issues. Neither of which are true for me. And so what if I've had more relationships? I have my own apartment. Make my own money working full time. I have a 3.9 GPA in vet school. pay all my bills myself and have a steady handle on my debts including student loans so i'm doing pretty dang well for myself and let me mention too i'm able to do all this in spite of just getting divorced four months ago where my income for the house was cut in half that's quite a feat so granted There's always room for growth and improvement, but I'm in a good place. In fact, in my experience, it was those same people who would be condescending towards me for being in too many relationships that were the same ones that hadn't been in a relationship in years and didn't have anything figured out on their end at all. And on another note, I have a feeling that most people have this misconception that all of my past relationships must have been amazing, because otherwise, I wouldn't jump from one to the next. The reason for that being is that they made me so happy that I can't imagine being in a life without them because I got such fulfillment from them. Let me go ahead and squash that and tell you that is not true and given the nature of my past relationships I should be wanting absolutely nothing to do with them. Over the past 10 years no lie. I have been abused physically, emotionally, and sexually. I've been monetarily exploited. And previously, I was diagnosed with situational anxiety disorder, meaning that I had anxiety that started because of a relationship and ended shortly thereafter that relationship was over. So why do I keep doing this? Why do I keep getting into relationships when I've been burned so many times? Why do I keep trusting people when I have both the physical and mental scars to remind me every day of why I shouldn't? Honestly, because I'm fucking fearless. Regardless of how many times I've been burned, I still believe that people are genuinely good, and I try to be the person I want others to be. And yeah, I get taken advantage of more often than not, and that is something that I'm having to pull back on because I've realized that people are selfish and out for themselves and I and people like me that selflessly put others before themselves more often than not, or a dime a dozen. So despite being burned, I've gotten to know some amazing people in my life. And I've also learned what red flags to look for in people that I now know to avoid. This is great for both romantic relationships and platonic relationships. If I start noticing a red flag in you that I've seen in a relationship past, I know that I don't want to fuck with you. I know that I don't want to deal with you, and you're the type of person I don't want in my life. So there's a life lesson there, and it helps me out. And, you know, I don't know if I would have that knowledge if it wasn't for my countless relationships. And I have so many things I want to do with my life. I want to finish school. I want to move to the New England area, probably Massachusetts or New York. I want to eventually open an animal sanctuary for rescued farm animals. I want to travel and I want to work with a nonprofit someday. And I fully plan on doing all of these things with or without someone because to me, a relationship is something that enhances my life and makes it better, but it doesn't take away from my life or the things that I want out of it. I guess my entire point in making this very long-winded recording is that no matter what anyone thinks, I'm going to do the things that make me happy and bring me the most fulfillment and joy. And I would encourage everyone to do the same. As long as you're not hurting anyone and you're putting yourself as a priority, there's no reason you should change just because someone else disapproves. And on the flip side, don't condescend the way someone chooses to live their life just because you may choose to live yours differently. We're all just trying to figure this crazy life out together the best that we can. So what do you think? Are you the type of person that finds they need that time being single to regroup before jumping back into a new relationship? Or do you find that you're more like me and don't really need that time by yourself? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. That concludes this month's episode of Well, I'm Going to Tell You Anyway. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at AngelicaXXNoel to join in on the conversation and let me know what topic you'd like me to talk about next month. Thanks for listening.